watching Prohibition fall down. What is up, DGC? Special Grow Talk hanging out. Hanging out. We got a, a, a new co-host, man. What's up, Ross and Jeff? How you doing? I'm great, bro. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Ross and Jeff, you guys don't know, Grow From Your Heart podcast, IRE Genetics. Uh, every every other time, every couple of weeks a month, you're doing Embracing Organics as well. I saw you guys just did a 250 milligram edibles challenge. Did that happen? I kind of don't remember that. I'll, I'll I, take your word for it. I, it looked, I watched, I, I definitely watched part of it. It looked like your eyes like skip to the end. Let's see who's hanging in. Who's there hanging you in go. There. That's the smart way to watch that. <laughs> you look like you're hanging in there pretty good. I like. I did okay. It was a short night though. Uh, I looked good on camera. As soon as the cameras went off, things were different. <laughs> what about you, Guru? 250 milligram? Think you get that too much? Would you go for the full? Uh, I can handle 250 milligrams. Yeah. It's I will sleep afterwards and sleep like a baby. Yeah. But I I could do it. Keep it was my fun shit for a couple of hours. Then it was a couple hour nap after that for sure. Well, appreciate you filling in for Scotty there. Uh, Scotty's still on the uh, spring break 2021. I might have to do spring break 2021 next week. People are asking spring break. What are you 18? I have kids. They're off school. And you know what? I think you should try and do some spring break shit until you die. Something like you got. We all deserve a vacation. We work hard. You work hard. You're on camera all the time. Spring break isn't just for kids, dude. Break is for everybody. I'm jealous. You guys talking about spring break. I'm over here in a hoodie freezing. Got a hat and a hoodie on. Spring break sounds great. (laughs) Uh, Let me give you a show rundown today show rundown guys show built off questions on dudegrows.com appreciate everybody over there going over and posting all you need to do is create a free account to post questions and get a lot of help from the dude grows community uh we got as a dank nug today uk blue dog breeder loco genetics by the organic gardener um and grower questions two-tone leaves with a twist hmm, by big word big word 420 soil recycling meaning trying to use again for maybe a second time, a third time in the grow by Twisty McJoints. I dig that one. I dig that one. Uh, and last but not least, it is coming upon us. Outdoor season by Spank or Blank for my dank. What? <laughs> we got Spank, Spank Er. Yeah, Spank, not your. Spank Er Blank for my dank. Questionable there, I think. But I'll take It's too quiet. It's too quiet. Where's, where's, where's the, where's Scotty real Come on. Where's the, uh, what do we got? Come on real quick, real quick. Real quick. I'm tempted. I was tempted to do it, but big shout out to my buddy, Scotty real, real quick, Scotty. Miss you, dude. Can't wait to see you again. Oh yeah. Studio yeah. looks great. The new studio looks great, bro. I haven't got to tell him in person. I like yours as well. I like the simplicity of it. The iron genetics behind you there. It looks like I was saying pre-show you're ready to, ready to do some preaching. So we'll preach some grow here today before we do. I want to tell you guys about dudegrows.com forward slash support first. Uh, for you Canadian DGC, check these babies out. Stepping up, stepping up here. Seeds here now came in. Um, so the Canadian DGC waiting on their beans. I'm going to be shipping those out in your goodie bags. If you guys want to get in on the game to get some free seeds for supporting the Do Grow Show, go to dogrows.com forward slash support. We're also doing our monthly giveaways. This month is a badass take and bake soil kit. Build your own living soil in your living room, in your bathroom, wherever it comes with hundred gallon fabric bag for you to mix everything up in uh, to con or to win to enter to win that go over to patreon you comment on the top post uh, which is called the grower hookup taking big soil building kit it's all you need to do make a comment you're in on your win i think we're doing that one the 24th of this month also when you support the show there's 30 percent off real growers recharge access to the ddc discord server we give a hook up the DGC sticker packs to everybody signing up. So plenty of things going on. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. I'll keep it short today because I'm excited to hang out 
with you, Rasta Jeff. Mix it yeah. up here. I got some questions for what's going on in my own grow coming up for you. Um, and let's get into it. Let's get into it. What Dude, how big is a hundred gallon grow bag? Is that like a small kiddie pool? Exactly. Pretty much. I think awesome. that's what the exact size of it. Uh, before I talk about a dank nug, what are you talking What are you talking on today for the show? I just took a big fat dab of some fatso number two live batter. Uh, it made me slow down. I felt like I was going a little faster when I hit that. I definitely, uh, that shifted me down two gears. Feels real nice. Kind of heavy. Uh, it's got some GMO in there and I love that garlicky, gassy, terpy sort of flavor. Uh, it's a GMO and legend OG. So you can't go wrong with OG and GMO. Uh, definitely got me stoned and rambly. Should be good podcast herb. What are you smoking on my friend? Uh, today, I, I haven't named it, man. I got a strain that I pulled out of my grow. Um, it was supposed to be this strain called the Healer, which is more of the one-to-one -one chill, but it looked nothing like the other two plants. I know it was completely different bud structure. It looks sativa-esque, so I'll have to smoke it a little more and come up with a name for you there. Did it come from the seed pack, though? Not an official seed pack. I mean, this was like where I was hanging out. Kind of remember that. At the Emerald Cup. Um, and got some seeds that were in with a bunch of vegetable seeds. So it's not the same. We'll say uh, you're going to get when you get when you're yeah. some good good genetics. Such as All of those genetics. labels had a, had a grain of salt. <laughs> All right, Dang Nug here, UK Blue Dog, Breeder, Loco Genetics by The Organic Gardener. So it says, what's up, DGC? Here's two UK dank clones only, bred to make one killer strain. First up, we have UK Blues, clone only. Uh, that comes from Sheffield in the north of England. And what is it? When they say clone only, are we saying pure? It's just there's no seed. Like this was a clone created. Like elaborate on that for a minute, Jeff. So if I were to make a cross and I never gave anybody any seeds, but I grew one of them out and then I shared that clone, that's a clone only because I, as the breeder, never put any seeds out. There's not a male, so nobody can breed to it. There's just that one plant because I was stingy. I found the keeper. And I kept all the other seeds for myself. So it's clone only. Only that one is available. That's the short version. And I've seen some clone only stuff that just stays around for what? Years, 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 and years, and years, and years. I guess it could be valuable if you're like running a dispensary and you want to have just that. Yeah. Uh, it sets you apart from the market. It's your, th uh, honestly, Gorilla Glue number four is what would be called a clone only. The breeder of that never really let out other seeds of that. And that's why it's number four. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's Gorilla Glue number four, it was the number four plant from a population. Uh, I was the one that he kept. And then he put that one out because he felt it was the keeper of the bunch. So GG4 is actually a clone only. Uh, Girl Scout cookies was technically a clone only. We don't know where that came from. Uh, there's a lot of mystery and story behind that. So that one plant that got released was the clone only. There's no uh, seeds of it available. There's no male. So I can't make more. I can't get plants. If I can't get seeds to find a male to make more seeds. The only way you can reproduce that is by making feminized seeds or by doing a back cross, which would technically be adulterating that genetics. So now it's not <laughs> clone only. Yeah, adulterating. I love that word. So a lot of our favorites are clone onlys. Um, the, a lot of the chem stuff is uh, came from a seed. Uh, there's no, we don't have more seeds of that. Chem didn't make more seeds. He put out the clone only. So it's a clone only. That's where clone only comes from. I dig. Wealth of information here. Let me go in here. It says this clone. Is skunk number one from Sensi Seed Bank pre 2000. Second up is the Manny Dog clone only that is from my hometown of Manchester. It is JJ's Star Dog and is the biggest commercial grown strain in the UK. UK cheese has gone. Interesting. I'm definitely uh, 
Stardog was in the Scroopy Noopers cross uh, back in the day that I grew. Stardog's a beautiful strain, fun to breed with, uh, fun to grow, delicious to smoke, uh, great for a commercial grow. She does very good in a commercial grow, good breeder too. It says, we grew the two plants from seed, which were both incredible and super easy to grow. Terps, the terps are insane. Berries, fruits, spice with a heavy chem background. Let us know what you guys, uh, let us know what you think, guys, and go and follow Loco Genetics on IG for many more great crosses. Loving the show during our third lockdown here in UK. Shit. Um, hashtag losing our minds. Uh, P.S. Would absolutely love a DGC hat. Would there be anywhere of getting some merch over there? I have gotten a DGC hat, a couple over to the UK before for sure hit hit me up man just uh, use the contact on the site and we'll see what we can get going on love to represent worldwide actually got one to uh australia recently guy took a little a little video and sent it over to me a rock in the dd set in australia cool. i loved it damn these flowers are looking good man these are frosty dude this is a good job nice nice guys get your dank nugs up uh the dank nug contest we have ended a few, I believe. Once Scotty is back here, we're going to be doing a little, like uh, maybe two weeks ago, or Scotty did a live Friday hang. So good, just hang out, go around the bakery, uh, check the scene. Scotty says we're going to be doing more live Friday hangs. We'll be announcing the Dank Nugs winners, where we've been hooking up, I believe, a pounder of recharge, a pack of seeds, which has been Irie Genetics, shout out as well as a DGC hat. So get your dank nugs up over there. By the end of the month, we'll have that contest running smooth. So be patient, but that's how, how we do it. Real quick, dude, it felt like you wanted to move on, but I want to compliment this guy's bud. Uh, this bud is frosty. He's doing a good job. I see minimal leaf burn in here, but for the most part, this is some frosty weed. I am picky. Uh, I don't like to smoke other people's cannabis. Sorry, I would smoke this. If this were dried and cured and trimmed up, I would enjoy a fat joint or a bowl or something of this herb. Good job, man. Great work. You're, wait, you're, you're, being picky is okay, but you just said you don't like smoking other people's cannabis. Now, is that because typically it's not up to par? You're worried about the inputs or? Yes. Um, I don't know what other people are spraying, applying. Uh, I don't know what they fed to it. Uh, and I've got a very sensitive palate. <clears throat> I'm getting a little bit older. I'm much more concerned about what goes into my body. And the cannabis is a big part of that. That's why I stick with the brands I choose. Uh, that's why I try to, if I'm getting product, it comes from a grower that I know or a commercial grower that I trust. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a weed snob. I try, when I go to the DGC and stuff, I'll smoke stuff with people there because they're DGC. They're, they're qualified. They've been vetted. They're part of the gang. <laughs> but just out randomly at a party or whatever, I don't know. I'm a little bit picky if, if you pass me some weed. I, especially now, I don't think that I'm going to hit your random weed. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a weed snob. Weed should taste good, dude. Weed should taste good. <laughs> yeah, this was actually from an Indo. This is at Headstash Gardens, just to give some credit here. Shout out. <laughs> um, I agree. Plus, this day and age, since you're a grower, you probably typically have plenty of your own nice bud ready to roll if you need it. So it's not yeah. like where you back in the day when you were out or it was just a problem during heavy prohibition time, you wouldn't be nearly as picky at all. You'd be like, you got some bud? All right. Remember scraping pipes? You'd scrape that shit out of the inside of your pipe and smoke that just because? Yeah. Oh, beyond that. I'm so glad we're past the resin days of scraping, yeah. a, scraping a bowl for the res to try and get just like a little bit high. Just but a, hey, I got to tomorrow. I got to ask you, are you a little bit less picky with the concentrates that you pick out? Or is it you stick to like a certain couple of brands of concentrates that you know are really good and high quality? There are a few brands that I really try to stick to. I can, I hate to say it, I can tell by looking if I want to smoke your concentrate. I can generally tell by looking. And there are a few brands here in Colorado that I really enjoy 
their products. I've made it clear who I enjoy. Nobody pays me or sponsors me, but uh, there are a few brands here that I really, really stick to because uh, they taste good. It never has that. Some concentrates have a, a fishy taste. If they sprayed it with something, it'll taste like fish. Some Whoa. taste like sulfur or chemicals or just crap. Uh, there are a couple of companies that never do that to me. So I just stick with them. Always a good quality that. product. Yep. And the lab testing makes me feel secure. All the SOPs, all the hoops Colorado makes you jump through makes me feel a little bit safer buying a Colorado. Some love? Uh, who? What, um, or a couple? Yeah. They honestly don't pay me. They don't give me any uh, products out oh, of the yeah. any extra, but I usually smoke. This is Green Dot Labs that I usually smoke. The Green Dot Labs batter. I love that. I love the Bensk uh, batters also. The Bensk cake face batter is something special. Uh, right I'm on. never going to be able to buy that now that I said it. Everyone's going to buy it all out from under me, but uh, <laughs> I love that stuff. Any of the Green Dot batter with GMO in it is delicious, in my opinion. That's right up my alley. The way it hits my lungs, it kind of expands. Uh, it tastes delicious. Uh, on the exhale, it leaves that GMO instant cotton mouth on your tongue. My eyes get heavy. Uh, it's perfect for me. It's the medicine that I need. I dig. Let's get into some grow talk now. Official. Talk grow. So we got, you're a grower. I'm a grower. Guru's a grower, but not currently growing. Going to be growing soon. If you didn't catch the last show, actually, I had a good talk about the tent setup. But this <laughs> is a grower question off of Dugros. Two-tone leaves leaves with a twist this actually has happened to me by big word 420 says hello ddc hey folks i'm looking for an answer to the cause of this i've been growing on and off for over 30 years i've never had a color contrast on a plant like this i've seen some twisties and curled and clawed with color changes due to nutrients but this one is a new one to me what do you think it's a bad as with z's cookies og from seedsman and a three by three with a seedsman White Widow and a Green Crack from Garden of Green. Growing, this is growing media here, 75% Fox Farm Ocean Forest, 25% Perlite. The girls are now at day 30 of bloom. Other than the color and curve, she seems to be doing fine and getting frosty. They're being fed Armor SI, that's a silica, a CalMag, Kelp, Floranova Bloom, and RO Water once a week, an occasional molasses. And it says, I also use Optic Fuller Overgrow once a week along with Watering Recharge Weekly. Um, all that shit, like he's hitting his nutrition, right? His meat and potatoes there. It's got a silica, a calamag, the flora nova bloom has your, your micronutrients and your major nutrients in there. Um, so this shouldn't be an issue with what the plant is feeding or getting. And what we're looking at, if you listen there, there's some leaves that are twisting a little. And then what do we call that with the color change? Is it uh, variegation? I think that might be variegation. Yeah. And that's, that's a really interesting way to do it. The way that the leaf is only doing it on one side. Uh, that's interesting to me. I'm not sure what that's from. Have you the, ever seen that in all the plants? I've seen it very minimally. The way it's only doing it on one or two leaves doesn't have me alarmed. The part that concerns me is the big finger leaf that looks like it's got something going a little more wild. It's not as bright yellow, but it looks more rough down it's, that leaf. It's more modeled growth on yes, there that's the word i'm looking for and that can be a lot more indicative of some type of uh plant virus um than a variegation generally a variegation it's going to be have the the lighter green spots and then no, it, it's not going to have like an in-between uh green of the lighter green and the other the variegated green uh so yeah i would this could potentially be some type of plant virus or just a really really weird variegation of the plant See, when it happened to me, we, we talked about, this was uh, many harvests ago, my plants in my tent did this kind of same thing, a little bit of a turn on the leaf ends, and some of the leaves had some yellow, like, almost striping. None of it looked nutrient. 
um, uh, deficiencies or anything like that, such as his grow. His flowers are coming in good for 30 days in. Um, I'm not going to say that I would take this down or do anything, but grow it out. If you're going to take any cuts, which you're not at this point, or have taken any cuts, expect to see probably the same thing happening if this is viral, if you will. Um, and then also soup had a, a pretty good comment real quick, dude. I know you're looking for the comments there, but, uh, I would just, uh, pull one of those leaves off that look real damaged and throw it under a microscope. See if there are any bugs on there. If there are no bugs on there, I wouldn't stress on it too much. Uh, leaves are going to do that. Things are going to happen. If it doesn't move around after you take off the leaves, don't stress. If it does continue, that's when I would stress, but I would definitely pull off that one leaf that looks heavily, uh, I forget the word guru used modeled like shit modeled. I'd take that leaf off. Uh, and I'd look at the bottom of it and see if there are any bugs. That's would be my first determination. And then uh, do my research, pull that leaf off and get a magnifying class is where I would start. Uh, but if it's not moving around too much, I wouldn't stress. The plant looks vigorous and healthy otherwise. Yeah, we got uh, great comments. Just cooling, Chad Westport, appreciate it. Soup, they're all leaning towards uh, the genetic variegation. Some people are talking about pH issues. I don't think he's having a pH issue, uh, but push through, through harvest. And I was going to read here, Big Word 420 has a little about the author. You know, I like to read about the authors. Everybody out there posts and you have an option to fill out a little profile here. It says, I was born in 64, started smoking herb in late 79. Just generally curious person, always looking to learn, hoping this prohibition ends soon in the Empire State. Uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing against New York City, but I'm upstate, halfway to Buffalo and about as small as a town as you can get. Growing up, it was only of four dry towns in the state. You had to go six miles for a beer or next door for a bud. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm a, I'm a delivery tech for a national healthcare provider. I hook folks up with oxygen. Right on, man. Thanks for a little about the author, Big Word 420. And I love that uh, you can just go next door for a bud. That makes sense to me. Best buds are next door. Um, actually, they're they're here in my neighborhood. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure actually you, you'd say the same there, Mr. Oh yeah. Uh, my neighbors say the best buds are next door. <laughs> there we go. All right. Moving on here to, uh, another grow talk question. This one is going to be, I've been actually, I have a neighbor recycling soil. So I'm kind of curious what we can get do on this one. Soil recycling by twisty McJoints. <clears throat> What's up DGC. Thanks for all the great content and keep it up, please. Right on. I'm learning a ton. So I'm on my third row indoors and it's going pretty okay. Hiccups I've accepted as normal growing pains, but each one is another learning experience. I've been keeping all the soil from my previous grows in a barrel in my yard. It's mixed. It's a mixed bag as I've been trying uh, different each time. The barrel is full. Can this soil just be recycled? I was thinking of use for my outside vegetable garden, which you're totally fine there. Um, I would hate to waste it and would obviously have, or I would hate to waste it and it would obviously have to be amended. Any thoughts and advice on how I could do this or even if it's worth it would be great. So it sounds like he's got a mixed, like I said, a mixed batch. Let's assume there's obviously some peat in there, perlite, cocoa, probably some used compost type stuff. I don't ever reuse my mixes. I, I say that because I don't know. I feel like with the time and the value of this plant, I want a fresh battery every time. But I also feel I don't throw them out. I kind of put them out for the vegetable garden, but um, I, I don't like reusing. Have you, do you reuse any air soil? I do not. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm running a high quality product. I'm expecting a high quality output. Why not start with fresh battery, fresh starts? Uh, I have attempted to recycle soils before. Uh, I used to try to do the organic thing. I've gotten far away from there. The thing that alarmed me was he's putting it in the yard 
And I wrote down oh, the word point. yard bugs was I just wrote that down. My brain subconsciously wrote yard bugs with a question mark. Uh, I don't know what they're, what the soil is picking up outside. It came from your indoor grow, which hopefully was clean and didn't have bugs and pathogens. Uh, but once you put it outside, all bets are off. And I, then when, when you bring it back in too, uh, you're removing outdoors. There's tons of environmental pressures and different pressures from different insects that eat other insects. When you bring it indoors, you're kind of removing it and isolating it from all of that and allowing whatever bad bugs were in there are going to be able to explode in population because they have no controls on uh, their population at all. Now, and they're in the perfect environment for them to just multiply. There's no winter. There's no cold. There's no extreme heat. It's 78 in there all day. They're just in there partying and humping. <laughs> now, it depends also on your inputs, right? If you're the organic no-till type, your soil's all mixed up with your amendments and you're not you know, putting in synthetics or salts, if you will, um, because that could definitely build up. And I'm, you're not, you know, I, I wouldn't be reusing soil in a synthetic grow. Uh, nay, nay hay here in the comments says, absolutely you can and should reuse it since it's already outside and has outside bugs in it. I would only reuse it outside, like you guys are saying. It says, I reuse, I reuse soil every time and notice that half New and half reamended soil is often better than all new soil, which is kind of interesting. I wonder using some of that half, you know, let's say old old soil, and then you mix it with half new, the half old soil that was already used has some microbes in it um, and some material in it that that mixes well. But if you are going to reuse soil, I would do that. I'm no pro at this, but 50-50 at least, 50% new amendments, new soil, new cocoa, new peat, whatever you're doing, 50% of your old stuff. If you had any bug issues, of course, don't reuse anything. Yeah. And if you have the means, like in a hydro store by you, and I get if you're in prohibition land and stuff, sometimes you want to make shit go a little further. And um, we're talking about running salts with this, like reusing soil that you've been run running salts, because organic soils are, if you're doing like no-till or a living soil type thing, the idea is to continually just keep amending the soil and recharging that battery all the time, as opposed exactly. to uh, just getting a new soil and charging it up each time you water with nutrients. You're just watering to help carry the nutrients that are already in the soil. Yeah, right. for a salt grow, uh, just make sure you have, if you do choose to recycle it, make sure uh, you heavily rinse it uh, flush it with just a lot of water maybe put some enzymes through there to help break down whatever, uh, is left in their old roots or decaying matter. Uh, make sure you get all that out of there. I would almost consider doing, uh, I may sound crazy, like an evergreen or a Botanigard max drench through the recycled soil before you put anything in it to kill off all those yard bugs. Maybe bring it in, put it in your pots, drench it, then put plants in it. That way you've killed any bugs, uh, set yourself up for success that way. Dude, it's funny that you said, uh, the plants may have some memory from that old soil. There's a guy named Soma. Shout out to Soma, one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, Soma producers. style. Yeah, he actually says that the soil remembers having plants in it. This oh. the cannabis plant has a memory, and the dirt has a memory. He leaves old roots and shit in his old pots before he plants because there is that memory in there. He believes he's a very spiritual old guy, so he's got that hippie belief to him. So it's, he's thinking the same path as you, dude. Yeah, you guys search out if you want a pretty easy organic marijuana, organic marijuana soma style is the name of the book. Um, if you want, it's just pretty straightforward. It doesn't get into the, the deep science of it. The no really big heavy words. You know, yeah. you just want to hang out with soma and learn soma style growing. Check it out. I will that say inspired me. 
if you're in an organic soil um, and you're in a big enough volume, if you're not in like a five gallon or something like that, taking a soil sample and taking it to your local agricultural extension office and getting it tested. And then they'll give you a recommendation that if you know uh, the math that goes behind like uh, fertilizer recommendations from them, you can get amendments and amend your soil pretty accurately to get it to a really, really good baseline. Still, for all that, for whatever, I heard, like I heard Jeff talking about the enzymes. That was a tip for people reusing cocoa, doing enzyme soak. I'm like, man, this just sounds like time and money and shit. Like, I'm just going to repot up some stuff and do what I know how to do. But I don't want people just to throw their shit out, man. Try to put it back out. Where does all that shit go? What do you do with it? Like, where do we put, like, I run, sometimes I run seven, got 12, seven gallon pots. That's a lot of stuff to throw away. Where does all that shit go? I mean, obviously, if you have any type of yard or a vegetable grower, you're going to have the best looking yard because for a while I was putting all my uh, cocoa peat out of my backyard, just raking it, raking it in. And I know it has some leftover nutrition in there and it just, yeah. Well, and having that cocoa in your backyard with grass growing through, it makes it way softer too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do kind of get, depending on where you live, why some people will go into a hydroponic growing system, you know, because what's that one movie where the guy takes out like a handful of gravel every day while he's in prison and he's digging his way out or something so like if you're a soil grower like new york city studio or something like i could see that potentially being a little bit of a pain if especially in prohibition land if you're trying to keep your trash super clean as well all right good stuff good stuff again awesome freaking comments here thanks for the the post twisty mcjoints nay for the comment one-eyed cat cannabis chad westport mary jane Calix, Blue Kiss Gardens, and Soup. What is up, man? Great community over there commenting. We have a good comment here from over on YouTube from Chris. Chris Lure says, well, being in Canada, I've waited over seven years, feels like 20, to get my paws on some recharge. I bought two eight-ounce packs to get the free shipping. It arrived in perfect condition and fast to Toronto from British Columbia. Yes, I would be that shipper. Thank you for the review. Um, in four days. I was wondering, though, how the weather here would affect it being outside and cold. So we can hit that. I have asked you before, Guru, storage of recharge or microbes in general. Like, is it too cold? Does, does it get to a point where they get killed? Uh, so as far as with them, uh, cold is never going to be a bad thing. Cold is just going to preserve them for longer. The main thing to watch out for is moisture. It being exposed to moisture for a prolonged period of time um, or it being uh, exposed to temperatures over like 120 degrees for a prolonged period of time. So as long as you're not getting it moist and leaving it moist and activating everything, uh, for the most part, there's it, it's as good indefinitely. Don't get it too hot or too or wet unless you're applying it to your grow. I got it. Is there a way to tell that it's gone bad? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Ask you a question while you're dabbing. Yeah, you're it, uh, if, if it starts to smell like ammonia and gets like gummy, it's been <laughs> exposed to moisture. Okay. That's easy to identify. Uh, going on here, it says, is the American, is the American, as I'm called, sometimes was on a mountain biking up here by some buddies. Here's the American. Uh, the American recharge the exact same recipe as the Canuck recipe. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. It is. The labeling is different. Same recipe. Um, it says, thanks, Scotty and the dude. Love the show for many years, um, just on different YouTube accounts, but I'm always here. DDC for life, baby. Right on. Thank you. Thank you for picking up some of that recharge for your grow. You're going to be digging on it, which before we get into more grow talk, we're going to do another grow question. Um, I get to ask Rasta Jeff what's going on in your grow because um, that's exciting because you're a breeder. So you always, I mean, you're tied to the grow like 
Yes. It's, it's all work, a but I'm sure it's also still pleasure. I'll ask you about it coming up. But right now, <clears throat> since we just talked about recharge, if you want to pick some up in the States, realgrowers.com is where you can hook it up. Coupon code DUDE will help you out. Um, in Canada, rechargecanada.ca. I like the .ca. Uh, is where you can hook up some recharge. New sizes come in as well, uh, five pounder, pounders, 25 pounder up here in Canada. So stay tuned, it'll be up on the site as soon as it's available. All right, uh, grower question number three here, outdoor season, outdoors coming. You don't grow any outdoors, do you, Ross? No, sir, no, sir, not anymore. Um, says so this is posted by Spank, your blank for my dank. <laughs> I don't know, I dig it, I, I just, is it just me? I'm staying out of that. It's cancel <laughs> culture. I'm staying away from that. <laughs> hey, dude. So I'm pretty new to growing indoors, but thanks to yours and Rasta Jeff's YouTube channel, um, I've become somewhat of a badass wannabe grower. I love that. Badass. I'm a badass wannabe. Keep crushing. <laughs> My question is, I want to try and grow a plant outdoors this spring, but knowing what I've learned about controlling my conditions inside my grow tent seems to go all out the window when moving outdoors. How do I deal with rain season and nutrient feedings along with controlling pH, etc.? Also, will I get in trouble for hiring a hitman to take out the street light that we lighted up my backyard? Yes, love the show. Uh, this is out of oh Arvada, Colorado. Shit, yeah, you'll be worrying about hail and shit too. Um, I was gonna say outdoors in Colorado. If you don't have like a greenhouse or something covering it, just go ahead. It, it, you could definitely get a good harvest and like an awesome harvest, but just know that you, you also could have it just wiped out by hail at any Within, point in 30 seconds. Yeah, thir yeah, 30 seconds of hail and everything's gone. So <laughs> you just have to be prepared mentally for that that possibility. Oh, dude, I had the upgraded app. Like, I think I even paid for it when I lived in Littleton, Colorado. I was right on this kind of alleyway of, like, just <clears throat> hail would come rolling down from the foothills, and you could see it come in. So I was getting, like, professional, like, hail. I, like, let the neighbors know, guys, it's going to, you know, because I had run out there before I had the protection, and I'd get big umbrellas over my plants. But, man, as far as even not just that water, if it rains for a straight week, it's not necessarily going to mold up or you know fuck up all your buds. It's definitely not good for them. These plants have been growing outside forever. Um, so they know how to handle different environmental conditions. I've seen people take buds and harvest when the, after it snowed. It was some great, you know, some great wheat. Yep. But I would consider, like you were saying, I built a, what I called my grow shack. I used just bamboo pole, like all kinds of different diameter bamboos. I put uh, two foot pre-cut rebars you can buy at Home Depot into the ground halfway. So I had one foot coming out, rigged up this thing, just called a grow shack, all bamboo frame, twist ties was holding it all together. And then I put that clear hail proof corrugated roofing. You can also get on the Home Depot. So it wasn't that expensive. You gotta be a little crafty with rigging stuff up, but any type of thing that you can have to go over for rain and hail as well will make your life easier. But what's the harm if you can't do any of that? I mean, throwing a few seeds out, knowing you might lose them, but you might totally have a dank harvest. You know what I mean? Plus, they're just beautiful to watch grow. Yeah. What's to stop the guy from, if you can't build a cover to protect them, you can always put them in pots. And if you do get weather, drag them in the garage, drag them under the carport or whatever. You got some sort of shelter somewhere. Take them in the house if you have to. Uh, but if that's your last resort, put them in a big 20-gallon, 10-gallon pot, whatever will fit through the door and drag them inside if you get weather. Uh, he's asking about the you know pH and nutrient. So outside... 
I like to definitely, I'm going to be trying to grow more. I don't want to worry about pH. You know, I just want the rain to be pouring through sometimes see my plants, me walking over with a, a hose. I have a, either a bunch of different top dresses, depending on what phase of growth I'm in. That is a premix. I'll grow in a heavily amended soil, uh, organic nutrients in there, some uh, compost in there. And then on top of that, I'll probably water in on and off some liquid organics if I feel we need more food. But I don't want to be out there with my pH pen checking like what my mix is at and all that. I would want to try and, and microbes, of course, use some recharge out there yes. uh, and go big. Go at your container yeah. size. Try and go big because and to keep in mind, because this, I don't know, you've grown outdoors in Colorado, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Yep. Lots of water. We don't know how, and I shouldn't say that, when I was a newer grower, um, a new, my first outside grow, I started too early. My, I topped my plants probably seven, eight times because these things take off. Like, Guru, when do you guys put out there in the greenhouse? Like, didn't you put out like in June almost? Uh, yeah, it was, it was in mid June. I'm pretty sure mid -June, this, this yeah. past well, year we got stuff out there. It was snowing up until late May anyways. So, yeah. So what'd you what'd you start with when you went outside? Rooted one gals or what? That went into the hundred gals? Rooted, rooted one gals into the hundred gals and just watered around it for a little while before watering in. And then the by whole the time thing. you harvested, you had huge freaking plants, right? So, oh, they were huge, huge plants, but they froze. <laughs> so don't, I say don't go by like unless you want or have the room for huge plants. And I'm talking, you know, six, seven foot tall potential, depending on what genetics you're growing. Um, some people go by, oh, uh, it's time to put out the veggies. You know, our tomatoes can go out now. You don't have to follow that schedule. You can put out in June and still. Um, and then on the other side of that, we talked about rain and hail later in the season in Colorado. You could have one cold snap that's going to fuck up your grow. And then for the next 10 days to two weeks, it's beautiful. And you're like, damn it. So be ready for rigging up. I've even done just having tarps or poly tarps ready where I can sneak in if I have to, depending on how bad it's going to get, a little space heater um, for the night. I was, my big recommendation has always been, and I've done it uh, out here in Colorado, pulling plants in at night into a garage that had, I literally just have them like huddled around one of the like $30 radiator heaters from Walmart. Keeps them warm enough. To yep. be able to go back out in the morning. Just keep it dark in that garage. Oh, yeah. Got to stay dark in the garage. If you want to grow smaller plants, so what do you recommend? I mean, there's plenty of different genetics that are known to be like what comes to mind. A really popular one. I don't think it was great, but it was like low rider. Like there's this plant that would just grow really short. You're plants. talking auto flowers outside? Yeah, those, I think those are autos. Uh, you're probably right. I mean, autos are definitely going to stay shorter. Um, well, so and you can get like three or four harvests in over the course of a summer. So yeah, get an early, a middle, and a late harvest if you're if you time it right with the autos. I was almost going to say maybe I'll try some autos again. Like I was literally going to say it, but then I forgot I banned myself from growing outdoors where I currently live in British Columbia's freaking rainforest of fog and shit because there's just no way to avoid the bud rot. It just, it just does not happen. It's not worth it. Okay. People are going to give me comments and tell me this is how you do it, dude, but I'm yep. not growing outside. Uh, before we move too far from this, uh, he says something about hiring the hitman to take out the streetlight. Uh, good point. Uh, when you take out that streetlight, the city is coming to replace that light. That's when you run into issues. The city guy sees your weed plants. Uh, you're going to have to find another solution for that because shooting out the streetlight, they keep coming back and replacing it. That's how you do get yourself in trouble. That city guy sees your plants. So don't I, do that. That's my advice. 
have a solution now. It just depends on how cool your neighbors are. I lived on a court in Littleton. My neighbors were pretty damn cool. Um, not all of them were home during the day, but uh, a handful of them knew what I was doing. So I spray painted some foil, like a, uh, a flat gray, like primer gray. And it had two straps like that you could pull tight. And I put a ladder up on the light pole, wrapped that light in that like primer gray foil. So it just didn't look like anything too crazy or weird and tied them off, dude. It lasted like six years. Nobody gave a shit. The neighbors That's appreciated awesome. it actually. Like, why do we need a light? In our court right here we, none of us need this so therefore it's not out because i think like you said uh jeff when it's out the city will be notified or it might even be automatic these days depending on how new the lighting system is yeah who know. knows nowadays but um at first i opened the bottom thing on it i was going to try to unwire it i'm like wait dude i think they call this vandalism let's yes, just sir. let's just wrap it up and it worked out good so yeah don't grow if the light is bright enough or try and find somewhere else of course because then you're gonna be dealing with some hermes or not even flowering. They just may not even go into flower. I mean, that'd have to be bright. <coughs> I mean, plants can take a pretty light <laughs> evening, if you will. My example yeah. always is like when it's a full ass moon, um, what do they call it? like a harvest moon or whatever, or even just a nice full moon, it's pretty bright out. It doesn't have to be that bright though. Like a moon is not enough to do it, but, uh, and different plants have different, uh, amounts of sensitivity to the photo yeah. period. But I mean, there are some plants in greenhouses where they have to use uh 730 nanometer infrared light because like a uh, car headlight flashing it for a couple seconds is enough to flip the photo periods of everything. Yeah. So it's like all about it, the breeding. Yep. All about the breeding. It's all about those genetics and what they'll, how they'll respond. Some will hate it. Some won't even notice. Uh, thanks for the comment. Sunny in Bechtoquia, by the way, I thought I'd say. And uh, let's move on to the pros. Oh, first off, actually, what's playing on YouTube? Because I didn't even catch this when Jaron hung out with Scotty. It's, this is titled How to Clone with 100% Success Rate and Get Your Plants to Finish at the Same Time. Interesting. Uh, with with, uh, with Jaron and Scotty. That was over on YouTube. Actually, I got to talk about cloning here in a minute. What's going on, my grow? But first, on the pros list today, dudegrows.com forward slash pros uh you can go over there and check out where all our coupon codes are listed i'm talking about rosin bomb rosin bomb uh you guys got the uh, rocket and the m60 in studio right guru oh yeah and just check out rosinbomb.com coupon code dude will help you out over there we came upon rosin bomb because they came from i believe it was um and still are in i think it was like juicing industry it was juice presses like commercial Um, juice presses yeah legitimate commercial juice presses came out with a unit that's like sexy countertop i'll call it it would look great in my kitchen for under 500 coupon code gets you a bit below that and working great for people uh great customer service they'll hook you up over there we're going to get some i know i've been saying this too much some custom presses soon some dgc presses to give away go to risingbomb.com two sizes they got over there the rocket and the m60 if you're needing to press more and uh yeah vote with your dollars so Let's go into the grow. We'll have three grows soon. Like I said, a great hang with Guru the other day talking about outfitting a grow tent for you. Um, what's going on with Scotty's grow? I mean, he's not around. So who's the grower now over there? Uh, Warehouse Kyle has been handling that. Uh, didn't do him a pretty good job. There's just some clones in there. The rest of the, the veg is kind of uh, enough together that you can have plants in there. The rest of the room is still kind of coming together on the other side. Um, our uh rowdy rick is also gone right now so it's not really getting worked on but the plants are in there and the plants are growing and the plants are happy so 
Yes, I know he can veg plants well. <laughs> that was a little sarcasm. It's okay. Uh, so in my grow, I got to ask Ross to Jeff here. I need to clone soon. Actually, this plant right here behind me, I just pulled in for a course because it looks nice. But that's the uh, GMO and feminine, not feminized, female, been nice enough to throw. Just going to ask you this too. Some of the pre-flower, right? I saw pre-flower on this plant when it was still in a one gal. Do you see that? I mean, it's not guaranteed. How often do you see that in plants when you can tell well before you're flipping lights that, hey, I got a female here? Uh, if it starts to get root bound, it'll definitely show you and start showing you a little pre-flower. Or if it's not getting enough light, uh, if it's just a little bit stressed when it's small and a little baby, it'll start showing pre-flowers and uh, show you if it's a little girl or a little boy early on. So if you're sex and plants, stress them a little. That's unfortunately a little bit of stress. will do a lot of magic to them. I like it. I like it. This one I think was just being nice because I, I wouldn't dare root pound it or uh, or stress it too much. No, not you. But I do want to clone. So I was thinking I have a, a bunch of rapid rooters. Rapid rooters are a compressed peat, like foamy type thing. Um, I used to clone. My number one success method was, and I've cloned always, whether in a clone machine with a chiller attached to it, uh, rock wool wrapped, <clears throat> excuse me, wrapped rock wool cubes usually gave me the most success. But I would treat that like straight hydro. I was ph yeah. the solution. I'd soak them in. Um, I don't have a pH pen anymore, and I don't want to own a pH pen ever again. Not that I hate them, but it's just like another thing to maintain um, and buy and think about. So my tap water, it comes out around seven, roughly. I'm going to soak these rapid rooters in that tap water with a little bit of cloning solution. Should I worry about pH of solution in a peat media or like you can just tell me how you clone as well of course but that's what i'm worried about do i need to ph this is that part of the reason i'm not succeeding or what i i would definitely focus on that ph i think the ph will have a lot to do with it i clone very similarly to you i use the rapid rooters and the tray and the dome uh dip them stick them leave them for like four days and start cracking the dome a little bit uh but yeah i think ph is really important i go about six three to six five for my ph for my clones and I get great success like that. I've noticed they don't I'm even lazy. have roots yet. Guru, didn't you have some comment? Like, I mean, why is pH important to an unrooted cut? Uh, because of the cells that have to change up the entire type of cell they are from going being like part of the the stem to making uh, root cells. Um, it has to go through some pretty crazy changes, and it needs to be in the right uh, situation and environment for that to happen. Fucking a, I gotta get it. And eventually, there will be roots within a couple of days, hopefully. All right. So that might be, I mean, I, I know how to nail, like I got a nice moist, warm dome. I pre-soaked media. Do you use rooting hormone on the cut as well as soak your rooting media in a, like a liquid? Hormone? Uh, yeah, I use the, uh, the clone X, the yellow one that looks like pee. I use that in the water at 1.1 EC to soak the plugs. And then I dip them in the purple stuff that looks like purple stuff. Uh, and I dip it as far as I'm going to dip the clone into the rapid rooter. I soak all of that in the purple. And then dunk that right into the rapid rooter. All right. All right. I might have to get a pH meter, but this is just annoying when I know there's for this is the only reason I will use it. Uh, but I'm assuming I bet you what's going to happen. I'll probably just borrow a buddy's once I mix. Typically, when you mix nutrients or when you depending on what it is, not like silica or a cloning solution into a uh, water of the pH seven, it's going to pull it down just a little, probably right to where I need it. So maybe I'll just Hopefully. take it take a sample over to my buddies who has a pH meter. There we go. Yeah. As long as your municipal water doesn't change their, whatever they're fixing, mixing with it, like their chlorine or chloramine or whatever, as long as the water stays the same, you can probably memorize your mix pretty well. Like it would be ideal to check it occasionally. But once you learn that 
10 milliliters of this nutrient and two drops of pH down get me there, you'll be within a close range. You'll find a, a good routine. Our water is well and it's zero. Like it's just nothing oh, wow. in it. It's like, so there's the water and there's so much damn water in British Columbia. Like it, it's all, it's like powers the whole province. Plus, uh, yeah. That's all beautiful. It, it is, it is, makes it really beautiful in here. Um, all right. So if cloning, I'm going to need to make that happen. I'm not taking this plant to bloom before I successfully get clones. I don't want to play that game because the past two times I took clones, I uh, didn't have a great success rate at all, like 15% success rate. Uh, and that doesn't make me feel good as a grower. No. No. What's going on in your grow, dude? So you're obviously breeding all the time, right? Yeah, I do a lot of breeding. Um, humbling that you asked me what's going on in my grow. It's the cold time here in Colorado. We're going from, you were talking about warm days, cold days, warm days, cold days. We had uh, negative 17. And then the next couple of days, it was like 50. And then it was 70. And then it was negative three again. So it's been Damn. fun juggling. Yeah, getting the equipment and the grow. Uh, one side of my grow room was completely covered in condensation. There's nothing I can do about it. It's the exterior wall. There's a window there. It's where I vent everything. Complete con. It looked like I had a flood in there because all the condensation had built up on the ceiling and dripped into the floor. Anyway, the plants uh, did not like that cold. I'm using LED lights in that room now for the first time. The combo of the LEDs not heating up the room and that super cold. My plants got angry. For being an experienced breeder, I was embarrassed at how yellow and angry my plants were. The shit happens. I'm learning to use LEDs. Uh, it's a whole new experience. I'm about two weeks behind because instead of flipping when I expected, I chose to try to let those plants recover. I had to rethink my strategy. Okay, so you weren't already into bloom at all. No, I had planned on flowering. I moved them in there and planned on flowering the next day and then went in there the next. It only took them overnight before they went from lush to, hey, bro, we're freezing and we're yellow. It was one day. Damn. Will you ever... Okay, so that was simply just warm them back up and they're coming around. Yeah, they're coming back around. I had to hang up more LEDs in there to keep it warm enough. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense for why put more light if you can, instead of just yeah. otherwise it's a heater. Um, so you weren't in bloom. I was asking that because if you were in bloom, let's say you were a month in the bloom and this cool this happened and held your plants up. Would you add time to your bloom? Like if you're familiar with this plant, you harvest at day 65. We, I asked this about pest infestations too. Do you ever add time to a bloom cycle due to a hiccup, like a cold spell or bugs you had to handle? Or that, that, that's, that doesn't work like that. The plant is still going to be done at this time regardless. Right. Uh, 75 or 80% of my grows are for seed. So I am only focused on if the seeds are ripe for you guys. So it's okay. all about the seeds. I don't pay too much attention to the trichomes or the rest of the plant. If I'm growing my uh, mine and Mike's head stash for us to smoke, uh, I would just... I probably push it to give it time to recover, but the trichomes are the boss. I'm going to pay attention to those trichomes mostly, but most of what I'm doing is seeded. So I just pull out seeds. Once it's close to harvest time, I pull out a seed here and there and give it a squeeze and a quick inspection. And I know when they're ready by squeezing and looking and feeling them. I like it. I've never thought about that. You're walking around checking seeds, not trikes. Yeah. yeah it's a totally different ball game. I don't have to trim. <laughs> what is done with the, uh, the flower? Oh, people get so frustrated with me. It's so beat up by the time I'm done with it. It's been... Uh, so I let the plants dry to a crisp to get the seeds out. And then I put on rubber gloves and I basically just rub the buds like this with my hands between my fingers and hands to where the seeds fall out. And the mm -hmm. buds are now basically dust. Uh, it honestly goes into a compost pile or into the Bokashi bucket most of the time. It's just so beat up that we've tried to make concentrates out of it, but it just comes out green and funky because it's so beat to shit. 
Okay. I gotcha. I can see people get mad at me for that because it's a whole crop of just trash. I throw the whole thing away basically. Oh, well, you're making the seeds. I dig. Speaking yeah. of making the seeds, guys, if you want to check out, uh, yeah, give a shout out for your shit, man. Where can, where can we find Irie Genetics? Learn about the, uh, the strains. What do you got? Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, the best place to find Irie Genetics, of course, is iriegenetics.com. Uh, everything Irie Genetics, Rasta Jeff, Grow From Your Heart, it's all there. You can find the seed vendors, my podcast, uh, my web store, everything you need, iriegenetics.com. Nice. Keeping it easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will shout out myself since I don't usually do it, but I was going to say, who's, unless Guru's got on the tip of his tongue, who's slinging some recharge these days? Uh, Advanced Hydro Gardens in Miami, Florida, Lansing, Michigan, and Colorado Springs, Colorado. Interesting. All right. Three stores and states where they need to be. I dig. I dig. Well, thanks for taking the time today, man. Uh, Dude, thank you for having going. me. This was a good time. Hell yeah. yeah. I hope I filled the, the shoes or the, the seat well. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, guys, we're going to do some shout outs here. Uh, the show will be back on whatever. We're pretty much on a regular schedule, man. We're pretty much still spring break 2021 until the end of next week officially, though. So if there's a few missed spots, you know what's going on. Just a little bit of partying, okay? Shoot me a message if you need me. Sounds good. Sounds good here. Who are you going to rock some shout outs with me or what? Yeah, I'll rock the shout out. I'll rock the shout out. Ross and Jeff will rock some shout outs with you. We can all three do it if we want. You tell me how to do this. I'm going to start off the first two. New Hampshire Dam and Basement Outlaw Farmer. What's going on? I'll take the next two. I'll go with a uh, shout out to that guy smoking and overgrown Nebraska. Yeah, I got Turp Hooligan and Canna Grower LED. Momed Grower, how's it going? And Crazy Stang. Let's give a shout out to Mid Coast Nate and Susan Burns. And then I got PA Prohibitionists and Doc Kelso. Shout out, Kelso. All right, stay higher, my friends. Until next time, take her easy. He's out. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. Now if the big man catch you riding high, oh, we're gonna lock you in a cage. If you wonder why he hates the dank. Just look at how he's being paid now. Don't lock up me. Smoking weed.